What's going on, everybody? We'd like to welcome you to another episode of Crown Conversation, the podcast. This is your host, AJ. This is Jenna. What's up, y'all? It's Kayla. And we have a special Ooh. guest with us tonight. Oh, hey, how doing? It's Eli. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, am I going to get an introduction? Like, I ain't, yeah, but yeah. I don't ever know what to say. Right. So, um, of course, with our podcast, you know, we definitely um, stay in touch with the community, uh, the black community, um, and being, you know, that everything that is going on in the world with us, we felt that it was necessary to do an episode just talking about everything that's going on um, with Black Lives Matter, the riots. Um, of course, before we do get started with the episode, we do want to send our condolences and um, pay our respects to um, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and George Floyd, and everyone who has been affected by police brutality, who has been killed um, by the police. So um, we just want to, you know, just unpack a few things and definitely just have a healthy discussion about it, um, because I know for me, it can get overwhelming. So we just want to, you know, have a space of open communication about it. So the floor is open um, to anybody who wants to discuss, you know, whatever is on their mind. So I guess we'll start with, I guess, the riots. Well, Minneapolis is doing a great job, I feel. I feel like they started they started us off really well. They did. Um, whether it's been... They get a fucking A <laughs> in my book. Look, <laughs> people would sleep on Minneapolis. Like, I think that for a lot of us, um, we didn't realize how many people of color, like throwing mm-hmm. out that term, were in Minneapolis or Minnesota, period. Like, Well, I was watching something on TV, and uh, I didn't realize how fucked up the the police department in Minneapolis was. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that brought light to why they showed the hell out for real. For yeah. Because yeah. it came on BET. I don't know if it already aired before. This was just like a replay or something, but I didn't realize that Philando Castile, mm-hmm. you know, I be fake, I be fake French with mm-hmm. his name. Castile. Mm-hmm. Be, um, <laughs> uh, I didn't realize he was from there. Mm-hmm. So I don't then think I, did. I knew that. That's what I'm saying. And I was just like, okay, well, that's mm-hmm. one for the books. And then they had the statistics where like 68% of black people are killed in Minneapolis by the hands of the um, police department up there. Wow. So I was just like, oh, well, that's why they ride in Target mm-hmm. and driving down the street in the National they Guard thing and yeah. going to the bank and going to Wendy's and going to AutoZone and shit, shit ablaze. Like, I don't blame them. Yeah, I definitely feel. I'm happy about it because I just feel like, you know, just to touch base on it, you know, I've been, you know, I've been heavy on social media. So people, you know, some people feel as though that the rioting is, I guess, over the top and, you know, they're doing too much. But if you really just sit back, think and be quiet and just think about everything that black people have gone through over the last 400 years to First, be, us being brought over here and being enslaved. And then, of course, with civil rights and then of course with all that that it's pretty much the civil rights movement reenacting itself i mean you have the police officers brutally attacking us you have um i guess like the military using unnecessary force against us and then of course more recently with all of the 
police killings, which is like the modern day lynching, like all of that, it just keeps happening and happening. And I feel like we were peaceful because when we first, when these things first started happening, it was like hashtagging. We were very heavy on social media. We're posting the pictures and just like, when are we going, when is this going to stop? It was crying in the streets. It was, you know, quiet protesting. And my thing to the people is who is questioning the rioting, like, when is enough enough? Like, it clearly is proven that this rioting, whether you agree with it or not, is working because the person, the cop who killed George Floyd, he, he's been charged. His um, original charge was third degree murder. They upped that up to second degree. And then the other three cops who were involved originally weren't even charged or had been arrested, but they have been arrested and charged as of today. So I feel like it's definitely working. I mean, I don't, I just feel like sometimes you have to shake shit up in, in order to get your, you know, the result that you want. What do you think, Eli? Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Riots get results. Um, and I think we've got to see that firsthand. Um, like you said, we've been protesting strategically, nonviolently for a very long time. And a lot of things don't shift. Uh, a lot of injustices continue to happen. You know, Trayvon Martin, George Zimmerman got off, right? Like we, we, we did a strategic nonviolent protest for that. But he still got off. Um, the guy, the officer who killed Mike Brown, he got off, right? So it was like a lot of times these officers get off time and time again. And I don't know if uh, Darren, I don't even know his last name, Shaven, Shaven, however you pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, whatever. I don't even know if he's. I don't even know if he's gonna. If he is gonna get convicted, but still, I think it at least shows, like you were saying earlier, that these riots are working. Like mm-hmm. four, all four of them have been charged. Right, so now we're moving on to make sure that the officers who killed Breonna Taylor are getting charged. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other officers who have been involved in other shootings, whether that's been in L.A., whether that's been in Louisiana, all these police departments have histories of killing black folks and going uncharged. So maybe mm-hmm. now that we don't we don't start tearing shit up, people want to listen, right? And right. A lot of folks have been pushing back of like, oh, you know, you're tearing up your community, and it's like you don't we don't own none of this stuff. You don't own none of those things. Right. Even the people who were talking about like their business, if you don't own means in production, you don't own your business. Point mm-hmm. blank period. You're not a capitalist. Like you're someone who wants to be one, who has, who's trying to be a capitalist. But unless you own means in production, you paying rent to somebody, right? Mm-hmm. For for those for that storefront that you got, you you you're paying money to that supplier that you have from China or wherever you got it from, right? right. So you don't own any of those things. Right. All of those mm-hmm. things can be replaced. And when it comes time to rebuild your storefront, who are you going to ask? When it comes time to like repatronize your business, who are you coming to? So so miss me with all of that. Oh, don't destroy the businesses. Like even if it's a black business, like I would I wouldn't like it to be destroyed. But if it mm-hmm. happens it can be rebuilt. What can't be rebuilt is our lives. What can't right. be rebuilt, right, is the is the rage and the passion that is happening right now, like in the streets around what's going on. So my thing is, if you don't know what's going on, educate yourself. Right now is the perfect time to educate yourself. Do not side with police talking about we don't need to be riding. Like, do you not like look, like think about how you sound? Right. You're telling us not to ride, so you're siding with the police. You're siding with the people <laughs> who are killing us. If you are against us and how we choose to protest, then you are with the side of the police. Point blank, period. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And if people were to do their history and open up a book and stop just going based upon the black history that they learned in elementary, middle, and high school, you would know that white people looted and destroyed black Wall Street. 
in the 1920s. I think it was 1921. We literally just past we can celebrated the 99th anniversary of the burning of Black Wall Street. So pretty much the history behind that is a black man was accused. It was alleged that he had raped this white woman. And before it could ever go to court, before he was ever proven guilty, these white people went on Black Wall Street. This was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, literally burned down businesses. Um, over 300 people were killed. I think over 800 people were injured. And I mean, like, this was a very affluent black area. I mean, there were hospitals. We had our own shit. Like, it was a theater. It was a hospital. It was businesses. I mean, it was everything. It was like our own little community to where we did not even have to be involved with white people. They took that one situation, looted, rioted, and destroyed something that belonged to us. So now that the shoe is on the other foot, oh, now it's an issue. Well, you know, white people been looting and doing that shit for a long time. I mean, look at Christopher Columbus. Christopher Columbus, he looted the whole United States States of America. The fuck? like And it's funny when we speak those facts, because I just seen a clip today on Twitter with the the dude. With the dude, he was just like... Mm He, I don't, I forgot it, verbatim. I can't tell you verbatim what he said, but he was pretty much saying like, y'all came over here and stole shit illegally anyway. If, mm-hmm. we, if we were being practical, dear white so, people, your ancestors are the masters of illegal. <laughs> yeah, and right. I see that is, and looting right. and, and stealing, and, and they still do that. Like, and if we being real, and they if do you, it all day. And if you being real, we built this country. This, this is our shit. So if we want to tear it the fuck up, Every, we can. Right, everything our shit. That white house oh, is ours. We built that shit. Like if we want to blow anything up, it is rightfully ours because white people for years have just exploited and used us, and then pretty much just gain the benefits of it because the system was built for them. It wasn't made to suit and benefit us. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's, that's a deep, that's a deep ass statement. I, I think it's also it, it, it's, it's the truth. Yeah, no, it's it truth. is. You're but right. it's also starting, well, for me, I'm, I think that it's starting to change the narrative, like mm-hmm. on how we converse with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, how many, like, I've seen so many tweets and Facebook statuses of people like, I don't really have no white friends on my Facebook posting shit because I ain't got no white people on here. And I was thinking about that today because my yeah. one white friend sent me a long ass text. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn, I didn't expect, <laughs> I didn't expect her to text me at all. Like, I, you know, I kind of know where she stands, but then it was like, once I got her text message, I didn't know where she stood. Like, mm-hmm. she literally was like, yo, do a video for me and my page, like, let's get on IG Live, let's get on our platforms and talk about it because I am not educated on what's going on at all. I respect, was, well, I respect that, I respect that, but Amanda Seals also spoke to that. She was saying with white people asking for help and little tidbits or whatever, she was like, it's not my responsibility to give you books and handouts. Research, Google is free. Right, but Google is free, but a first-hand account is you know, not always say, if free. I got a friend that's For, if black you're my and friend I can reach out to that and friend. And you don't understand what I go through. Like, we work in the industry. She models with me. So mm-hmm. it's like we work in an industry where she's seen weird racist shit. Mm-hmm. And she's seen how I navigated through it. Got versus it. me being like, well, fuck all white people and fuck you too. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's not like that because it's like she's not one of them all lives matter people. Now, what like, I will what I will say and what I do want to emphasize is I don't want any of the white listeners. If, if you're not racist, when I say white people, it, it, it has nothing to it has nothing to do with you. It doesn't apply to you because I have seen white people protesting and using their white privilege to protect black protesters from being attacked even worse. So 
shout out to the the white individuals who you know get it who do understand mm-hmm. that black lives do matter like we're not saying that all you know nobody else is important but at this current moment the allies you guys aren't the one being attacked in the street like a less than an animal right you know what i'm saying yeah so stop making everything about you and trying to have that selfish mentality we're not saying you guys don't matter but at this current point in time my black life and every other black life is important and until the i guess the common folk get it and understand it and get a grasp on it that's what it needs to be yeah i Eli, you've been in a real grassroots situation with this for years. Mm-hmm. Like, is it coming up on 10 years or more than 10 years that you've really been, like, grassroots? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how do you feel like this is affecting not only us being, like, our generation, like millennials, but, mm-hmm. like, the political scene? Like, how is that affecting our vote? Is it going to – you think it's going to sway us to vote more? Is it going to sway us to vote less? So I think the thing is with the vote, right um, – We've we've been voting at crazy numbers really since about 2008, right? Mm-hmm. And since 2010, we've seen a huge, huge increase in voter suppression, right? Mm-hmm. Whether that be here here in Georgia, whether it be in Florida, whether it be in Texas, in a lot of areas where you where there is a good amount of Black folks, we've seen a huge amount of voter suppression. So I do want to dispel the notion that we don't vote enough or we haven't voted, but that's because that is not true. Like, we have turned out, we have been voting, we vote in national elections, and we vote at state and local levels at a higher clip than any gener- any generation like before us, right? So mm-hmm. for folks to sit there and try to be like, oh, we don't vote, we do vote, we do vote. I do believe in I do believe in block voting, right? I believe that we should vote like as a block, as one, right? I think one vote alone may not make the difference, but if you're bringing people with you to the polls, if you know and you're making sure like 10, 15, 20 y'all go and vote, Y'all have a good idea of like who you're gonna vote for because it's not just the presidential right; it's the state your mm-hmm. representatives, it's, it's your, your city mayors. council, it's your mayors, it's all those different positions that you see open: Supreme Court justices, the the full gamut, right? Like you should have a full knowledge of what's going on, like at the ballot. Mm-hmm. And I think our folks have been voting. I think we do vote. I think that whole thing that folks love to try to deflect and be like, "Well, if y'all upset now, you should go vote." We do vote. Stop trying to like minimize what's going on right now and get in tune with what is happening right now. Right. Right. So that whole like we don't vote thing or we need to vote. We vote. We vote. The people who need to vote were the people who stayed home last year in 2016. It was the white women who said that they were going (laughs) to vote Hillary Clinton and then 53 percent of them nationally voted for Trump. Mm. It was the white guy who voted for for Obama twice and then decided he was going to vote for Trump. It was the white people who stayed home and did not vote. Mm -hmm. It's the reason that we have Trump. But if you look at our numbers across the board, we came out and voted, mm. right? Black people voted. Black women probably did did better when I looked at the numbers, like statistically, they were in the 90s. Some of our black, we were in the 80s and stuff. But mm. it's, as, a, as a community, we still were at, like, uh, at a high percentage in terms of us voting, right? So, like, we're going to continue to vote and do our thing because that's what we do. We are politically astute. We know what's going on, mm-hmm. right? And I also want to give a huge shout-out to the Generation Z, like, underneath us. Yeah. Because I think a lot of them get a really bad rap. But, like, a lot of them have been out there on the front lines yeah. leading a lot of these protests and yeah. doing a lot of great work. So I think 
as someone like who started around maybe back in like 2011, 10, mm-hmm. when we started doing like the Occupy movement, when the Occupy right. movement came and we had like Occupy Tallahassee and mm-hmm. things like that to, oh, yeah. to see, that. you know, a lot of these younger kids mm-hmm. now who people say like, oh, they don't care about nothing, they don't be involved and they're apathetic and all those other things, to see them on the front lines and mm-hmm. really holding it down, like, mm-hmm. I think we should take time to acknowledge like, they knew exactly what was going on. Right, right. And they were ready to jump in and plug in in this moment and be active and ready to go. What I will say is, though, again, it has to go back to the system because, I mean, if we were going by the popular vote, Hillary would have been the president, period. She smoked the fuck out of um, Trump. Yeah. But, again, it was another system that was in place put in place during slavery, which I feel like needs to be defunct and get rid of, is that yeah. damn electoral college. college. Like, that it's some bullshit. Yeah. I feel like if we are a democracy, it needs to be the popular vote. I mean, everybody vote needs to count the same, and then what the fuck number come out, that's what it should be. Yeah. But how do you educate people? Like, how do we educate people that aren't really into politics? Like, y'all know me. Like, I gotta be pulled out the house. Shamefully so. Like, I have to be pulled out to go vote. Like, you have to really be at my house and be like, we're going to vote. Because I sit my ass at home. Like, well, this situation like, this right here, like, this shit me. right now, should, if somebody isn't inclined to vote after what we have been witnessing over the past week to vote, you're a lost cause. Like, I, I, there's really nothing. Yeah. I mean, if I'm, you you see what Trump is doing, how he's speaking, it's leaning toward a dictatorship. I can't have, we can't afford to have another four years of Trump in that fucking White House. Period. And I get I so mean, aggravated. That man find a loophole I get, everything. I, I get so aggravated when I hear people be like, oh, Trump is going to win. If you speak that shit, he's going to win. He technically did not win last time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we have to be strategic in, in how we vote, making sure that we get out the vote like we did for President Obama. And I feel like, you know, now that white people have seen – because you still need a white vote, period. So now that white people have seen that Trump is a liar – that he has gone back on some of the promises that he's promised those white people and he has gone back on that they can see you know you know that, that he's not a viable um candidate yeah. and what who if we when we do get a new president in office i do feel like some things need to be put in place like if you don't have any like political background you shouldn't be able to run the fucking country right trump is literally just a businessman he has no political background whatsoever yeah, he ran he running this shit like a business Exactly, running it straight to the fucking ground. But yeah, some people like don't. Some people don't see that as a bad thing, like running something like like some people run relationships like yeah. businesses. Yeah, like they take their friendships mm-hmm. and their relationships and their families, and they know how to run it like a business. I mean, whereas, mm-hmm. like when you, think, when you think about it, though, politics and business kind of go hand in right, hand. Right, but politics other, but it's takes people. It's different. Like, it's different. That's why I yeah. it's a thin line. So well, think about like, all the people, like, I grew up with my grandparents saying, you don't discuss religion and politics at the dinner table. But now I'm coming yeah. up in my own generation where it's like, it's we a, have to discuss this shit at the yeah. dinner table. This is what we're going to fucking talk about. Like, think, I, I haven't really, like, me and you have talked about it, mm-hmm. but, like, I we haven't. I discuss religion with people. But that's, that's I'm open I was, to it. Yeah, that's how I, yeah. I was raised. Right. Like, uh, yeah, you just like raised like that. I think, like, but now it's a conversation that we need to have. Like, me and you have talked about, like, how this is affecting our mental health. Yes. Especially, like, how it's affecting our mental health and on social media. Yeah, like, how do y'all I mean, feel? Like, you want to go? Go ahead. I feel like with the social media thing, there's entertainment. It, like, you are, like, I don't want people to think that you can't laugh during a time like this. Mm-hmm. Because people take it so seriously. You take, mm-hmm. you gonna take this shit so seriously. If you're going to run yourself crazy. Mm-hmm. So you have to find some type of entertainment or some type of 
light at the end of the tunnel and right. laugh at something. That's why we just can't give Twitter up because we gonna clown on Twitter. Like Twitter mm-hmm. is like that place where you just literally you get your information. You gonna either joke about it or you gonna be like, okay, let me put my stance out. Yeah. You go over to Instagram. You got post upon post. Ain't nobody laughing. Don't nobody want to do. It. But like my point is this: you have to have some type of sense of humor. So you won't burn yourself dry with all the information that you're getting all at one time. Because you're getting this information literally a minute a day. Like, yeah. as soon as you refresh your page, it's something new. Militants, and I, oh, go ahead. Yeah, mil, like, joy is part of militants, right? Yeah. That was the one thing that I want to say that I was able to learn, like, being in the movement. Being in the movement is that you have to have that joy like you're talking about. Because yeah. a lot of folks that, like, we came in with and we thought militants was just being very disciplined like on your principles mm-hmm. doing your political education and like yes all that is part of it but it's also joy mm-hmm. right because you have to have that balance because without that joy you do have burnout like i watch yeah. people go super duper hard and then they're no longer even part of the movement right now as we speak because they burnt out because yeah. they didn't have that joy my thing is it's just yeah. as hard as you go on the streets you have to turn up with folks right? mm-hmm. i had the pleasure of like traveling to brazil and working with the group mst and they've been doing uh, this type of work for hundreds and hundreds of well they've been doing this work for at least 50 60 years yeah and they will wake up at five in the morning go occupy some farmland fight against police come back do their schooling do political education and then at the end of the night they turn up and they yeah. do that every single day because you have to because that's how you you know you have to replenish yourself what you put out you also have to put back into yourself mm-hmm. so i don't want people to think that during this time that we can't laugh and have humor because mm-hmm. that is the thing that is going to keep us sane that mm-hmm. is the thing that's going to keep us whole that is the thing that allows us to keep moving and keep going at the pace that we're going at right now because i can agree you know with me you know always on twitter and things like that i have a presence on twitter but with like recently you know, all you're seeing is like the protest, like every, like second after second. That's yeah. that's the, what it, all it is. And I got into a space, you know, just feeling like, damn, I can't like. I was talking to Kayla. I was like, I can't crack a joke because I just feel like it's just yes, so. It, it, I feel like it's insensitive mm-hmm. to try to do something like that. And that's, that's powerful. Social media, makes yeah, you feel like you can't, can't do right? Because people, no, yes, like, people be like, look at this asshole, like yeah. trying to crack a joke because some, somebody is dying, and now you want to be funny, you be in the moment. Like people are saying now, read the room, you know, whatever, whatever. Read uh, the room is really taking over. Like, yeah, it's something that you say, and it's like. Yeah, like is was this appropriate? But I, I, I but I do definitely agree that I do definitely feel like there <laughs> is so like a great example which can lead into the next point of individuals who are quote unquote being canceled for making ignorant statements during this time. So like a way I guess to find humor with for example today, Twitter was in flames because of Trina's comments. And of of how yeah of how she literally doubled down (laughs) on the radio station in Miami. We're just talking about um, she she made what's going on personal, and it really had nothing to do with that. She was so out of touch. Yes, so she definitely didn't read the room, and that shit was scary for me. Yeah, I I want you to like really expound on it, but I just got cut in and say that shit was scary for me because we all have platforms. Right, we have social media, we have a podcast that like you know, and we're consistently on air right 
talking about shit and she really took that opportunity to fuck shit and up. she made an ass of herself and wow. it was crazy hearing it like was it was crazy thing. yeah she's like it was crazy <laughs> to hear trick daddy be like the voice of reason like hey you need to watch what you say she was like no i'm grown i'm grown so now when she comes on air tomorrow because she's supposed to go on air tomorrow at yeah, 6 a.m she's probably gonna issue an apology but it's gonna be complete bullshit because when you was on air you were saying I'm standing on what I'm saying. So pretty much Trina is getting caught under fire because she feels as though that the rioting and the looting is unnecessary. She said she referred to the people in the streets as animals and saying in that, you know, yeah, saying, yeah. I mean, she was saying <laughs> that people, you know, attacked or, you know, looted her friend's shop and she was just going in. And again, this is why it is so important for individuals to open up a fucking book and read like, don't be so out of touch and be so caught up in celebrity that you don't get into can, that you can't bring yourself down to understand why people are doing what they're doing yes it looks chaotic from the outside but if you really dig down deep as to why this is going on you will understand and i feel like she made a complete ass of herself any celebrity, like you said, Eli, any person, period, don't matter if you're a celebrity or not, because I feel like celebrities get put on this pedestal. Oh, we yeah. continuously put them on this pedestal and they continue to, to let us down. But I'm not that type of person. I don't give a fuck if you're a celebrity. I don't care if you're a pastor. I don't give a fuck what you do. At the end of the day, you go to sleep just like I do. You put your pants on just like I do. You are a person. So you can have fucked up views and I can get rid of you. Like I just feel like it was just so insensitive for her to spew out the comments that she has done uh, has said and then also another person recently i think it was today drew Brees from um so pretty much what he's saying is that you know he was questioned about how does he feel if anybody kneels during you know this year's season during the national anthem he said that he'll never agree with anybody kneeling during the national anthem because when he looks at the American flag, he thinks of his two grandfathers. He feels like it's just disrespectful. That's but he your- kneeled last year. Drew Brees didn't kneel nah, last he year. Didn't, he didn't, he didn't I kneel. thought he kneeled. Nah, he, nah. Didn't, he didn't kneel. He definitely didn't. Th- that flag to you and that national anthem to some of you white people, it don't mean shit to me. Because that national anthem is not my national anthem. That's number one. Number two, it's not about disrespecting the flag. When people are kneeling, they are kneeling to pay their respect or just bring light to the issues that are going on. And like I said earlier, when the quiet protesting was going on by Colin Kaepernick by doing his kneeling, he was blackballed. It wasn't appreciated. When we were when we were being quiet about our protest, it wasn't appreciated. It was swept under the rug with all fuck them niggers. We gonna continue to do what the fuck we want to do. Right. Business gonna go on as usual. But now we fucking shit up. We got y'all attention. Right. So that's why it's necessary to do the things that we're doing right now. Because before we were not getting y'all's attention. Now y'all know. Do not fuck with us. And I guarantee you, when it's time to convict um, George Floyd's assailants or whatever you want to call them, the people you know who killed him, they will get convicted because then people know that if they don't convict these individuals. The people going to fuck Minneapolis up. If y'all thought before, you know, the burning and shit, they going to tear that city the fuck down. (laughs) Well, wait, back to this Drew Brees. He did kneel. He did kneel? Yeah, he kneeled at a game between the Saints and the Miami Dolphins, but it was in London. Was it doing the anthem, though? Yeah, I'm reading that. I don't know, dog. Cause it's the, AJC. Let me tell y'all. The, y'all the know way I that he was speaking today, he said he that would man never kneel. That man kneeled. It's on the AJC. He kneeled with the team. 
Mm. You know, Jenna Good will find her sources. <laughs> like, he well, with the, he, he, yes. Drew Brees poured the that knee in. He poured the knee. He said, don't tell me what has been. Tell me what's now. Hello. I'm telling you right goddamn now. I'm not kneeling. He said, I'm not kneeling in 2020. <laughs> and then husband. people, a lot of his, well, a few of his teammates came and be like, yo, you need to learn how to shut the fuck up. Yeah. And I feel, and I But also, a lot of people don't know how to shut the fuck up. And that's what I was telling you today. I feel like us, know. I feel like us as like, I'll say regular people loosely. So like regular common folk who aren't famous and don't have like a platform or whatever. We expect so much from these people and we put so much pressure on them to make them feel like they have to say something. Sometimes it is good to sit back and shut the fuck up. Yeah. If you aren't well-versed and you aren't articulate on the issues and you're not, just be quiet. Don't feel like you have to step up and speak out because people are saying, oh, yeah, you, you say use, your, like, use your platform, you know, to make a word. Yeah, no. No, shut up. Because I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do. If I want to speak on something, I'm going to speak on it. But know that I'm, I'm, I'm with y'all. If, I, if, I, if there is an issue that is coming up in the world and I'm not well-versed on it, I'm not going to give y'all a whole bunch, of, whole bunch of shit. I'm going to sit back, mm-hmm. be quiet. Donate some money and call it a day. Oh, don't talk about donate money. But the, but the thing is, <laughs> Virgil. But the thing is, we have we have a history though, right? We have a history within the black community as our entertainers being educated and using their platforms, yeah, so right? You, so you when you think about platform. when you think about Muhammad Ali, when you mm-hmm. think about Jim yeah. Brown, okay. when you think about Eartha Kitt, when you think about Prince, when you think about Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. like you roll down the gauntlet, you name them. All of these folks were very heavily involved in some shape or fashion in terms of talking about what was going on for right. black folks and like fighting for black rights. It wasn't until Michael Jordan, right? Like if you mm-hmm. like that documentary, like Michael right. Jordan was the first big star, mm-hmm. like black star to not really get into talking about like right. black rights, right? When he right. said, you know, Republicans buy Jordans too. Mm-hmm. And he really allowed folks to come after him to have a pass on not educating themselves on our rights yeah. mm-hmm. and not, you know, being well-versed in what was going on in the black community, right? He he allowed that, like with his, with his thing, right? And mm-hmm. he's now in his later years trying to get on the right track right but it was like when you had the platform and you were that literally the most famous person in the entire world for you it was Especially about protect, it was about protect protecting your bag was more money. important was more important than black lives right thank you and with a lot of entertainers we see the same thing the reason they're saying these crazy wild statements is because they don't want to mess up their bags from their white people yeah. like they're, they're entertainers but at the end of the day they're just high paid workers they're puppets because if 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 we stop, if we stop, if we stop downloading their music, if we stop watching their games, if we stop doing any of the things that they do to entertain, then they don't have a way to make money, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, for them, the reason that a lot of them came out to say something is because there was pressure, because there is a tradition in the black community mm-hmm. for them to say something, but a lot of them are ill-informed. They don't know what's going on. They haven't taken the time to actually educate themselves. Mm-hmm. And then it's funny when they use quotes like MLK, mm-hmm. because if you knew anything about MLK, MLK was a socialist, and you know nothing about socialism. Mm-hmm. If you you, you want to post Black Panthers, but you know nothing about socialism. Mm-hmm. And they were socialists. You want to post Malcolm X, but he was a socialist. All of these people mm-hmm. that you are posting didn't uh, were well-versed and were socialists, which means they were anti-capitalists. Mm-hmm. These people that you keep pushing up did not believe in capitalism. So if you want to use them to put like, oh, we should ride like this, and I do like like the one thing that that, that Desi posts, right? Yeah. Like, 
do your research. Do your mm-hmm. research and know exactly what these people stand for. Now, the, now their messages have been watered down by white people for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And they've took <clears> the <throat> symbols of these people and completely misconstrued them. But do your due diligence to educate yourself on my, on the real Martin Luther King, on the real right. Malcolm X, mm-hmm. on the real Black Panthers. Do your research and don't just be posting these little tidbits that you see that you seen some white person post mm-hmm. and backing them. Like, you sound crazy. Do your research. And what I work. what I will say, I want to real touch on Michael Michael Jordan real quick. Mm-hmm. You talk about you know when he didn't want to back that. I think it was the mayor. The it was a it was a senator or representative in the nineties in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if he was yeah. a representative. He was yeah. black. Yeah, he didn't want to back. And what I will say on that, that was a pussy move on Michael Jordan's behalf because like like you said, you he was more so worried about his back, and now. He's at a point in his life where he can yeah. say or do. He don't got to worry about it. Now, these new up-and-coming folks, first of all, they've been put on a pedestal by social media. Yeah. A lot of them don't have home training. A lot of them aren't edu- well-educated. Yeah. Literally, they just shot the stardom overnight. And it's just crazy how we glorify these individuals. And then when they put their foots in their mouth. We're shocked. We're, we shouldn't be shocked because we don't know shit about these people. They made us laugh a couple of times, and boom, here they are in our face. You know what I'm saying? Like B. Simone, her ignorant-ass comments. Yeah. B. Simone talking about, oh, oh, she a Christian woman. And like I like I was saying, you're a Christian woman when it comes to racism, but when you on Wildin' Out talking about sucking dick, where your boyfriend at? I mean, you pick and choose when to be a Christian. If you're going to play that Christian card, be one the from the beginning day. to the end. You know what I'm saying? Don't be so pussy that you willing to sacrifice your people for money. For your money because at the end of the day, people who stand up for their people always come out on top. Look at Colin. Colin might not be playing football, but he, but he, he making that money oh yeah, he got that from, from Nike, from <laughs> books. The people, like people in the industry, going to make sure that he's good. But I, the difference between Colin and B. Simone and all them other people <laughs> is that Colin has influenced the culture. But but was already doing something else. Like, he did his research, athlete. right? <laughs> These people are just influencers. Like they're hopping on whatever brand is going to give them some money, versus somebody who already has a brand established. Mm-hmm. Like so, that's the difference. Like people are giving B Simone, Desi, Tokyo Jets, like mm-hmm. this room because you have a big following. So you have a big following. I'm gonna give you my Nutriverse. Right. You have a big following. I'm gonna give you my bag of chips. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you my political poster to hold up. Yeah. Because I'm about to get some money. Mm-hmm. But it's different, and that's where I think, like, we haven't, not us, because I don't give a fuck about none of them bitches. Mm-hmm. Like, it, a bitch will be on Wild and Out. Because at the end of the you know, day. I'm not finna sell out. I'm gonna just be on there. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and that's, like, people don't know the difference nowadays because you so caught up in chasing a bag. Mm-hmm. You don't give a fuck about being a sellout. You and don't you give a fuck. They don't see They're right. Credibility. It's so, yeah, like is gone. Exactly. So, like, they're putting out books. She's putting out, she put out a book, a manifestation book. You mm-hmm. know nothing about manifestation. At you all. really a, a hardcore Christian like you talking about it? You would have known, known better than to talk about you finna put out a manifestation book that has no root in Christ. Mm-hmm. Like, the Bible is full of them bitches. Like, sorry. And it's also important that when we start getting into that space, when we start, you know, signing our deals and things like that, that we align with companies who are like minded like us and who understand that if we do speak out, it's for the greater good. 
And I don't give it. a fuck about that shit. Like Wendy's can kiss my ass, and all these companies that still still backing Damn. Trump and all this I shit. Like I don't give a right. fuck about none of that. Yeah, that, that goes Pizza Hut too. Pizza Hut, oh, Wendy's. Yeah, it was a few of them. Olive Garden. Olive Garden was on there. No, I like Maggiano's, but I will say fuck Maggiano's <laughs> if they say um <laughs> they fucking with Trump. I don't yeah. give a fuck about none of that. I'm fucking with Ben and Jerry's, but I've always yeah. fucked with Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry's has been tough. They're cannabis. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they don't they play that. They're more 20 friendly. Like, yeah. even their stance on, like, cannabis and mm-hmm. weed and legalization talks yeah. about the roots and racism. So it's yeah. like people aren't really researching these brands. Like Listen, we could, they had Waffle House on their list, and I'm so glad Waffle House came back and said, we ain't. <laughs> it was going to be tough for me to give up that. Y'all niggas, niggas love some Thank Waffle you, House. Waffle, Thank you, Waffle you, House has saved my nights on the midnight nights. We, saved my life on the midnight nights. No, my Waffle House is going to save my life during the day, Antonio, tell the folks how sad time. we was that day we had to go to Waffle House. That night Dog. we had to go. No, they really don't like Dog. Waffle House. Y'all, no, like, listen. It was, a, it was after the group. It was after the groove. We were hungry, and I was. I, I wanted to go. To, I wanted to go shake. to. We went to cookout. We went to steak and shake. We went all around the city to get some food, and we had to settle on oh, Waffle House wow, to no. get the delicacy. Well, exactly. To, to we were sad as I was wow. sad. It was like, we but but like, San Antonio texted me, Jenna, what you order from Waffle House? Oh, okay. That was that that was that was that night. Sweetheart, we got another time now. Oh, sweetheart, now you had another time where you you went to Waffle House and you asked me again. No. And tell you, it's, don't it's worry hard. About it. I'm not really a Waffle <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. But seeing these brands and seeing that, seeing these people that like we have supported, like we've given our money to, like we've given our last. I know niggas that have given their last five dollars to McDonald's mm-hmm. and Wendy's and all wait, them people. Wait, McDonald's? Wait, McDonald's? I'm just throwing out brands do. that I think is oh, racist anyway. They might be on there for sure. I but mean, they, the way they treat their people is oh, Chick Fil A on there. Chick Fil A on there. Oh yeah, yeah, that dude. He's and that's racist hard for me. and uh, homophobic. Right. Tell y'all something. I'm pregnant. Some of these people ain't getting listen. Pregnant is here. I gotta wait another week before I give them some of these. Listen, take your time. I get it. And so, I still like to make it a grill club. But I will. <laughs> but I will say to go back to to the topic. I, we talked about Michael Jordan, but the person that we didn't talk about that that really kicked it off when I Uh-oh. thought about it again was OJ Simpson. Oh. So the reason OJ Simpson oh, was yeah. seen as such a sellout during the sixties mm-hmm. is because OJ, OJ was the first black person. During the civil rights movement, that mm-hmm. was an entertainer. That was as huge as he was. Mm-hmm. Not to ever speak on those issues, right? Because if mm-hmm. you think about how celebrities are used. Only reason people are elevated to celebrity savages is for marketing. Mm-hmm. And they, they elevate you so that you can sell something. Right. If you can't sell nothing, you don't get elevation. Point bank period. Like that is why folks become celebrated, right? So mm-hmm. that they can be used for marketing. So that you'll buy that Pepsi. Yeah. So that you'll buy Hertz. that so that you'll buy that Burger King. Hertz was his uh, endorsement. Hertz, right. So you'll go and buy, that, that, buy that Hertz, right? He running through the airport and stuff like that. <laughs> and he, you know, his his famous quote was, I ain't black emoji. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So that, okay. Right? Right? And, and, then, and then it turned around 30 years later that when he got that murder charge, who did he need the most? Who, what did he bank on? What was his whole uh, thriving around, right? We were so proud. Think of ASAP Rocky. Think of ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky got in that trouble over there in Europe, but before that, he didn't know nothing about Black Lives Matter. He ain't rock with it, nothing like that. Then he got in trouble, and then now it's, oh, I can't believe. I need my black people. Because the thing is, when you get money, it doesn't make you any less black. 
all it does is give you the financial access to things that you did not have before. Thank you. It doesn't change the way that you are treated. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change the way that you are viewed. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change any of those things. The only thing that it changes is literally you have more money in your pocket, so you have access to do more things than you would have if you did not have money. Because you better fucking believe on a back Alabama road on a dark, nasty night. If somebody, if a, if a white cop pull over Jay Z, he gonna know who the fuck Jay Z is. And even if you if do, you, if, still fuck if, with if, if he want, if he want, to mishandle Jay Z, guess what? Jay Z ass is mishandled because guess what? He don't know the name. He sees black. He sees yeah. nigga. So anybody in our community is susceptible, susceptible to getting mistreated or being killed. That's what people need to understand. You're celebrities. You are famous in the black community. And you might be a household name, but these backwoods KKK white these white people don't know you. They, don't they were off your ass on camera. I mean, even if they know him, Clearly. what what happened with Ti when they didn't think he lived there? The security, the security guy called guard. on him in his own neighborhood. Yeah, so you ain't you don't have to go to them backwoods. You can go here. You can come here in Atlanta. You can go to the Gucci store and get followed around in the Gucci store. What uh, Oprah? Then Oprah get followed around in one of those stores, Gucci or Louis Vuitton. I, I actually don't even. You remember the store? You remember? You remember that the, the designer did. store that she yeah. got followed around? It don't. None of that matters. To I don't them. associate they don't care. Oprah. They with the care. black community. Oh no, at all. I don't either. I gave them I a hard time. I can't. I can't. Like, there's nothing. I can't. There's nothing <laughs> black and empowering about Oprah. Sorry. Sorry, she. I'm, I'm like, talking I'm, to show on own. <laughs> <laughs> I know you, Oprah. I'm, I know you. I'm, I know. <laughs> I'm sure Tyler Perry has cracked jokes about oh. Oprah before they was friends on his play. I That's mean, on Tyler, oh, I want to get on show too. Uh, well, Tony, you get on these shows, baby. But until then, I would sit up here and agree with Taylor. No, I agree. I, I agree. I gave up on Oprah a long time. It's ago. like the richer you get. The more, the more out of touch the, you get. The more out of touch you choose to be. Yeah. Thank you. Like, the, but you also become more problematic because you're trying to be less problematic. To right. Because Tyler Perry said some off-color shit, and somebody tweeted, don't make us go to that damn studio and light that bitch up. Somebody literally said that to him. Uh, uh, hello, it's right there. Because he literally, right there. Because he literally he said some, some, like, gray area type shit. But when y'all was speaking of Gucci, it triggered me Shikana? about Shakana. Shakana Joe. Uh-huh. She pissed she, me off with Tori Lanez. She, she definitely, like, she is one of those people who doesn't listen to comprehend. She listens to respond. Well, I don't think Shakana has a platform, to be quite fucking honest with you. Well, she has enough platform to where it made its way around the internet. And I just, and she was sitting there crying about, oh, you guys tearing up Gucci. And what I, but what I say about, what I mean by that is, I don't. I don't know why people even giving a fuck about what she's saying. That's what I mean by Yeah, I, I get it. Like, I, I get really, that. But why are we so up? Like Tiny had to came up there with her blue eyes. But it's still, I still need to, I still hell. need to talk on the Ooh. fact that she was over there crying about Gucci was. and wasn't crying about the Black lives that were lost. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like th- that's where the disconnect is happening. Like you crying, you literally are crying that about. Don't matter. Like you <laughs> crying on, about a brand. You crying, you crying about a brand. That literally, I think a year or half ago, a year and a half ago, two years ago, literally made some type of racist state, or I think it was during they, a they, fashion they, show. They did a little blackface. They did a blackface thing. Yeah. But designers, they do that. They do that all the time, though. Like if you pay attention to a lot of those, they like designers, like they do every few seasons because yeah. the thing is, the the model is make black people like it. 
so white people think it's cool, and mm-hmm. then white people buy it, and then you make black people stop liking it. Yep. That is the motto. That is how they work. That's, That's how the, the entertainers work. That's how the design. Like, just look at it. They, that is what they do. That makes they appeal to black folks because they want us to get it. Because then, because you know, they know what's gonna happen. We gonna spend our money. On we it. gonna spend our money. We your shape, favorite rapper gonna have it. Your we shape and influence the culture, it, right? Mm-hmm. And then that's and because we we when it comes to being cool, white people look to us to see what's cool. If they see you rocking the brand new Gucci, uh, whatever thing, mm-hmm. then they are gonna be like, oh, Antonio was wearing that. I'm gonna go cop that. Right. Right. And then these brands come out and do racist, offensive things and be like, oh, we're so sorry, but they do it all the time. When H and M did it, with yep. the thing, like, with the they always do it. They always that do it. monkey Tommy shit. Tommy Hilfiger did it back boy. in the day. Yeah, like okay. they, they've always done Tommy it. Tommy Hilfiger is crazy because I didn't even realize people were. So against Tommy Hilfiger until I learned that he didn't want us in his shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, well, damn. It's the same reason that they burn their clothes so that poor people can't wear them because it will devalue their brand. Yeah. Like a mm-hmm. lot of them literally burn their clothes so that poor folks cannot have access to them so that they want tarnish the brand. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they have all all of those brands and stuff like they don't care nothing about us. They never have. I was surprised to see a Gucci bag and TJ Maxx. What? What, I Jenna? Fuck <laughs> I can't just, y'all, all right, y'all can what, Jenna, y'all, y'all damn want to. How me a roll is what I say. Mm. That shit discounted like a bitch. Well, you know what? The Goodwill on Howell Mill has a lot of designers. How I'm telling you, these damn, these damn. All you need is a steamer. That's it. Oh my god! All you need is a steamer. They have, they had several bags of Gucci shit in their damn TJ Maxx because I seen it on the video because a girl is a stylist and she and she. Yeah, but the thing is, like, we we go to those stores. Oh yeah, we shop at those stores, and now it's like with all of this going on and with all of this happening it's like you're still seeing your favorite stores and brands not say shit at all what did trader joe say mm. i don't even want to look mm. you know what i mean like mm. I, you know i'll be a trader joe What's <laughs> no, up? but like okay it's just hard for us to come to a spot where well at least for me to come to a spot where i'm okay with sh- shopping and supporting predominantly black and then feeling like my people ain't doing it no more or at all. Like, despite all this happened with the police, all this happening with the, the unjust killings, like, we're still shopping at places that don't support us. Like, I'm glad you brought that up. So, I read somewhere um, in reference to, you know, the, was it the Montgomery bus boycott. system? Mm-hmm. Boycott. So, they boycotted the bus system for 381 days. Mm-hmm. And they were like, what is your generation willing to do? The thing about our generation is that we are in the microwave generation where we want things quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's not happening within a certain amount of time, we like, fuck it. Per- perfect example. Like, people think COVID is supposed to be done and over with by now. They don't, under, they don't, the, the, the under, they, they, they don't understand that numbers are still and increasing. Like his mask and, 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 and niggas <laughs> are still dying. But back to my point is, how long are we going to continue to protest? Are we going to keep applying this pressure? Are we going to continue to buy black? Like, don't let this just be a trend and let it die down. We need to be, like, be willing to sacrifice some shit. There is no white brand that I like that much to where I got to be like, oh, I got to have that it. I, I can figure some I shit the fuck out. I can I can do it for the love. I ain't going to I'm sitting over here thinking that was in my closet. But I think, I think the thing is, is, I think so, I think it's twofold to that, right? The Montgomery boycott 
they had a whole system in place where yeah. it was all, you know, there was an alternative to it, right? If there mm-hmm. was an alternative to it, niggas would have still got on that bus. I'm gonna keep mm-hmm. hundred. They had, <laughs> cabs. They they had, had cabs and car rides. They did those different things like that, right? But Uber. Then, but wait, didn't they have taxis? Like, what they, was the alternative? I think black people shuttled each other. They shuttled. They okay, so let's talk they about it because you know yeah. Shamik asked to talk about why Rose ain't called no taxi. Yeah. They carpool. Yeah, I don't know what he was talking about. They carpool, right? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. So the yeah. thing is, I, but I, but I also believe too, right? Is is proximity and and it's and it's money, right? Like some places you that you live in, you might not have access to patronized black businesses, mm-hmm. and you shouldn't be penalized because you can't. There's just right. none mm-hmm. in your That's community. That's true. That's which true. I understand, but I also, but I also do know with black folks, if they have an alternative to do something, they will. Like prime example, like Walmart. Like I don't shop at Walmart. Because there are other alternatives that I'm able to go around from. But for folks that have to shop at Walmart, mm-hmm. I don't knock them for shopping at Walmart. Mm-hmm. I understand it, right? It's it's accessibility, and it's a thing that they have. Because Walmart, when it comes to a town, I'm from a small town. I remember when all the small businesses sh- like disappeared mm-hmm. when Walmart came. I remember how happy people were when Walmart came. Like, oh, the Walmart, now we go to Walmart. But now... 10, 20 years later, they hate Walmart (laughs) with a passion (laughs) because all those different businesses and services that you used to get were used to get quality service. Mm -hmm. You don't get the quality no more. You just get the quantity. Mm -hmm. And you get workers who get... I worked at Walmart. Mm-hmm. I was I used to push carts at Walmart mm-hmm. until I had Come on, Eli. You hear me on on the one in Mayhem, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And I remember how I remember how badly we used to be treated. I remember them not letting people get time off. I remember how terrible being at Walmart was, right? But mm-hmm. Walmart was making billions on billions, right, right, right. and we barely making minimum wage. I'm barely Duh. scraping up enough money to, to help pay for my apartment, to help pay for my car insurance, to pay for whatever the things yeah. that I need to pay for at the time, even though I'm working 30 plus, in some cases, I'm working overtime yep. to try to make some, some money, right? Like, what happened? No, go ahead. <laughs> well, no, go ahead, Kelly. What were you going to say? Nah, Jenna, I think was Oh, I was going to say, I ain't shopped at Walmart since COVID. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think I have either. That's I have they, not. They, they, but it ain't no Walmart over here. Go ahead and speak at Walmart. One of our co-hosts has been at Walmart. What's wrong with Walmart? I because it's dirty? Listen, I, I've been going to Target and spraying oh, some shit. It I've been like at Clorox <laughs> when you walk in that bitch. You hear me? I've been at Target. It don't smell like shit. Yeah. Target, Target make you feel like none of this is going on outside. Like, yes. It's going to sound so ignorant, but I be in Target like, ain't no COVID. Yes. <laughs> ain't no protest. No, for real. I be in Target. It's quiet. It's quiet as no, hell. Because them prices is high as fuck. Not all of them. No. But you know why them. they burnt down the Target, right, in Minneapolis? Because, because it's in that black neighborhood. Well, because. Well, in the ass, it's a headquarters. You know, I was ready for this question. Right. <laughs> I was and ready for this question. It was that and the fact that when organizers were going there to get milk, because you need milk to pour yourself yep. when you get yep. pepper spray, they, they were denying the people yeah. to, to buy that. That's so they were like, oh, okay, you're not we rocking with you, us. We got you, bitch. Y'all already, I think, I don't know if it was. If they did support Trump, or it was something I don't to know that if they effect, Trump, but it I was, was something like that. But I, was, I know for sure it was. The, so they the were just thing. denying. I was them also I, in, mm-hmm. in the same breath. I was also reading where that particular, because that particular Target, because Target headquarters is in Minneapolis. Okay. But that particular mini, I mean, damn, that particular Target is in a black neighborhood, but it's a training facility for like the asset people, mm. for the security oh, people. That makes a lot so more they yeah. target black people more at that Target. 
and you in that neighborhood. So really, you just fucking with people. I all saw that day. local people Word. refer to it as that target. Yeah, mm. like so because that was it's, a, it's a it's a training facility for the asset people. That, you know the people that walk around you. Yeah, you know try to. Yeah, yeah. I got caught up one time like that. But I just that's, that's so my past. what I will say is since we are talking about you know different businesses and stuff like that, and we're trying to plug and promote different black businesses. What I will say is when we as a people decide to rally around you and to support your business please let it be of quality and don't give us piss poor customer service that's, because ooh. because that's well, that, that no because that's something you know we <laughs> want i'm definitely you know you want to support your people and you want to buy from your people because i mean that's you know the great thing to do but i'm not going to spend my hard earned money on piss poor quality and piss poor customer service if you opened up that business and you're providing that service act like it Act like it. It's going to be a lesson for a lot of people. Uh, One thing I wanted to touch on is when we were talking about, like, Walmart and, like, these big-ass stores is, like, when you put a Walmart in, like, an urban area, it's like, I'm from Detroit. So, you know, like, it's a lot of, like, side stores, Mm -hmm. package stores, corner stores, Mm -hmm. and they sell the essentials. Mm -hmm. But I remember, like, my auntie being able to go to the store and be like, yo, I got $10. I know it costs $15, Mm -hmm. but I got $10 for you, and Mm -hmm. I'll run it back next week. These are the mom and pop shops yeah. that are important to us where it's like you go off GP or I don't know how to, what's GP and like y- y'all GP feel me mean. like yeah, you go, you just go off like off the stream. Some people like, like you go off. Well, you don't know what GP means. Like, you need just, to just stop. I'm going to bring you back your money and then that's just how stuff circulates. And sometimes continues. you ain't got to bring back the money. Right. Yeah. Like I'm going to just do it. It's right. It's the hustler mentality. It's the, the bartering and things like that. And when you bring these big ass stores and corporations and these racist ass people mm-hmm. who know that they're like taking advantage of people who don't have as much as they do, it makes it hard for us. So hell yeah, like I'm all for like the looting and the Well we, we talk about the down. looting. Walmart's number one in looting. Oh yeah. They're number one when it comes to wage theft. Right? Like yeah. a lot of these corporations when when you don't get, get paid overtime, when you have to skip your break, people that is money that is going no, that is money that is literally going into their employers' pockets. Mm-hmm. There's this year alone, there's been over $460 billion of wage theft. That means $460 billion has been stolen out of our pockets. Every time you had to work overtime, you didn't get paid. Mm-hmm. Every time you had to miss a break. Every time, all those diff- all of that Y'all stuff, all of that stuff adds up. All of that stuff adds <laughs> up. And we talk about what's been happening during COVID. Literally during COVID, Jeff Bezos is on track to be a trillionaire. Mm-hmm. A trillionaire. We at home ordering shit and buying shit from this nigga Jeff. And Amazon is one of the main folks that bought out a lot of those stores. Like, the mm-hmm. reason why Amazon is so convenient because they just buy this and they buy that. All those mom and pop stores, all the different logistics, all those different things, it bought it out to make it more convenient. But it's really just to monopolize so that he can become a trillionaire and and do whatever the fuck they want to do. Own everything. And then, uh, to speak on that, I saw a tweet or I saw something where people were pretty much saying like a riot was bound to break out speaking on Mm -hmm. the person becoming a trillionaire then you know companies during this pandemic and have become richer meanwhile become billionaires meanwhile we we got a 12 once in march i ain't even getting a 1200 dollar check covers my mortgage (laughs) that's it like a 1200 dollar check covers my mortgage so what am i supposed to do if i have a child Mm -hmm. eli loki just told y'all he made that's not what I said. No, I just said I didn't get my shit on everybody at the table. But but no, but I'm saying like that's very 
important to think about like twelve hundred dollars. I mean, I know twelve hundred dollars benefits some people, but literally in the sense of it's 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 bullshit because I can pay one bill. So what the fuck am I eat? Hmm. Where the clothes at? Air. Where air? Like where my gas? I mean, all the utilities. Like what what the fuck going on? Do you got other countries supplying? Salaries and shit to their people, to their citizens. Like mm-hmm. America is a fucking joke, and y'all thought that a a riot was bound to break out at some point in time because also, they keep fucking playing with us. Also, want to point out about the riot pieces. They militarized these places quick as hell, but that COVID testing took a minute, didn't it? Wow, that COVID testing took a minute. I saw that but post with the people LA. was putting up tanks like it was fucking Christmas. Okay, like, they put it up like they put up a Christmas tree. But when it came to COVID testing, how long did it take for us to get tested here in Atlanta alone? A long ass time. Right? It took a very long time, but it ain't took them long to militarize these police. We seen tanks the next day, and you see how them. Have you seen the footage of where, um, like, police or government officials are having places where they're setting bricks, mm-hmm. like, intentionally? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, I guess that, that is some type of link to what, so martial law? Yeah. I don't think that's a link to martial law. No, they're saying that that way that sets up if people start using the bricks and start terrorizing, that is a way for them to be like, oh, y'all terrorizing and tearing up oh, shit. We're going to put in place martial law. Got it. Do people know what martial law is? Because listen, let me just listen, say listen. that a it lot is of not martial law like marshals. It's martial like martial arts. Like martial arts. <laughs> no, it, I be seeing a lot just, of martial law niggas, <laughs> and it's like martial the name versus martial. It just surprises me how <laughs> people, <laughs> it just surprises me how people really. And I'm not knocking nobody that don't know, but I'm just. It just surprises me how people did not pay attention. Even in school, I, I say in school. Fuck my white ass school. school ain't teach me no martial law with my one and, black and, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's the shit I'm talking about because mm-hmm. political science one on one. Hell, you know, you start learning political science. I told my homeboy I started learning political science in middle school, and he was shook as hell because I'm just like, how the hell didn't y'all start learning? Oh well, we had a choice whether or not to take it, huh? Like why they why they even give me all a choice? Like it's right. it's something that needs to be took. We had to take, in Georgia, we have to take Georgia history. Mm-hmm. Do we want to learn about the Okefenokee Swamp? Hell fucking no. <laughs> no but <Okefenokee>. we, uh, <laughs> <laughs> do we want to learn about Tybee Island? No. Do we want to learn about any of these monuments in Atlanta? Hell, no, we don't. But it's still good to know at least a little bit of history about the state you live in. Now, I don't know about Florida. Well, they... I mean, I, I feel like history is selective, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 well, well, I'll say this. I'll say this, right? Like, as someone who's a as a as a union organizer who works in public education, That's I think folks need to be clear about what public education is used for, right? Public mm-hmm. education is decided. They their their job is to decide what type of worker you're going to be. So if you can be able to specialize and things like that, they're going to put you on that specialization track. And if they can't make money off of you that way, then it's for you to go to prison. Right. Mm-hmm. Then that's why a lot of things that you see in public schools, like walking in a straight line, all these different things, right? The detention, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. these different tactics and stuff that they use are actually straight out of the jail system. Yep. Because right. the thing is, they need to know, like, either you're going to be a good Negro and, and figure out what it is that you want to do and that's going to make us money, or we're going to get money off of you in jail. Your choice. That's you why when people, when, when people that we all live around, I don't, I don't knock it because I started, my foundation was with a white school hmm. in elementary school. It was an open magnet school. Mm-hmm. It wasn't no walking in lines. Mm-hmm. All the classrooms literally were like, um, the, the like a pet, like what's the P word? I don't, y'all, I forgot. I'm getting a break. 
No, not even padlocked. All the classrooms, we could look at the other kids. Oh, they were, it was it was oh, open. It was open. When okay. I mean to tell you I that shit you. was open, it was open. open. Campus. Gotcha. Yes, so mm. when you see, and I'm like number five, fifth black kid in the mm-hmm. class, and then coming down here to Atlanta, like I said, it was a culture shock because now I'm walking in a straight line. Mm-hmm. Now we have detention in the ISS, and you look through the little peephole at the people in the ISS. Y'all ain't never do that. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. But I was in ISS. <laughs> and wave at your friends. Like, oh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Being black. But I'm just like, it's just the, the educational system. You you notice that, and then when you see your colleagues and the people, your peers, and the people that you're friends with say, oh, I went to all-white school. I ain't know nothing about that. Well, you don't want to educate yourself? Like, just a little sneak. I ain't knocking nobody that went mm-hmm. to all-white school because that's what your parents wanted you to go to. Right. But to brag on, I'm like, I don't know if I'll keep bragging on no shit like that right now because – I think you might need to open up a little book. Well, a lot of the public schools, <laughs> right? Like a lot of the public schools, especially in the bigger cities, changed at the Columbine, right? Yeah. The places where they should have changed that should have actually been in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. When we see the shootings that happen. It's in white schools. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. Predim- That's why I said open white up. With, yeah, figure it but out. The places that got all the militarization were the black, black public schools. schools. They're the ones that got the metal detectors. Mm-hmm. We're the ones that got the bars outside our windows. Mm-hmm. We're the ones that they painted the whole. You go into some you go into some I've been in some of these schools and it is so depressing to walk in there. I have no idea how anybody's supposed to learn under those circumstances. But you like you're from Florida. So like mm-hmm. you know when I moved from Detroit to Florida, I moved to Wesley Chapel, Florida. Wesley Zephyr Hills. Chapel. The Chap. The Chap. But the Chap <laughs> does even see. sound like some shit that nobody <laughs> But it sounds it sounds like what it sounds like is a horror movie. Yeah. Because that's exactly what it was racially. Mm-hmm. But I learned that all the schools there in Pasco County and all them surrounding counties were built off of jail blueprints. Mm-hmm. So when the first time I went to visit somebody in prison or in jail, I'm like, damn, this looks just like Amelia. my motherfucking high school and mm-hmm. middle school. Like, oh, no. whoa, like there's a pavilion and then there's block D, mm-hmm. block A, but then you get this middle area and then there's a basketball court. Like it's all <laughs> the blue, no, seriously, mm-hmm. all the blueprints are exactly the oh, same man, uh-huh. and it's like you are showing us so those kids who did go to high school with me who might have got caught up and went to jail for a night it's familiarized yeah. so you're familiarizing like children with the prison system i'll take it i'll take it two steps further for you so one that's another reason why i don't like standardized testing so the fcat the fcat in third grade the they use those test scores to, to know how many prisons they're going to need to build yeah that is what wow. they use That's a lot of the really standardized true. testing for. It's mm-hmm. to build prisons. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Number two, the experience that you get in school with the labels is another thing, right? In terms of like the punitive punishment. We have this thing in our society where bad things are allowed to happen to bad people. And once you're labeled a bad student, yeah. that follows you throughout your matriculation no matter down. what mm-hmm. you try to do. Mm-hmm. No matter if you no matter you literally have to leave that school system altogether and go to a whole new and one even and even still, still even still it will follow you because you have a quote unquote permanent record. Okay, yep. I right? have a permanent record ISS for But you know code. what? I used to really be like really gung ho on this permanent record shit. I mm-hmm. thought, oh my God, that's gonna be on my permanent record. Oh my goodness. But that's how they want you to be. Then I'm like, wait a minute, I don't graduate. I'm like, hold on. But that's like us thinking about transcripts and resumes. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's the truth, Eli, like I remember taking FCAT like this is fucking bullshit. I know I passed this fucking FCAT because I can read. Right. Uh, these niggas in my class can't. They're white. 
and they still can't read. Why am I? You know, like it was like a you gave us a time limit to take mm-hmm. this essay or to take this standardized yeah. test. But if you fucked up on the FCAT, whether it's by ten points, you can't sit for PSAT. Yep. All the yeah, kids. See, I, I've heard horror stories. It's, no FCAT. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. and people didn't believe us. Like you're purposely failing us. On All purpose. the kids that were in intensive reading and intensive math were black. Black. So we couldn't take the PSATs. We didn't get funding to take the ACT. So they fucking y'all over. We took that shit one time. So we missed out on electives because y'all black. Nigga. Yeah, they literally designed electives for you to have, like she's saying, intensive reading. Like, I knew people who had English and then also had, like, intensive reading. I was like, what the fuck is that? Let me tell y'all, I was in motherfucking... First of all, the fact that it's called intensive reading is Like, intensive care. Yeah. I was in AP language. (laughs) Did y'all take AP classes? Are y'all in the IB program? I took AP science. I couldn't get into the IB program because FCAT math, Mm -hmm. I fell asleep and didn't get to finish the test. So they put me in intensive math. But I got to have AP language, but I couldn't take an elective. So senior year, I was looking around. Math. Right. So mm-hmm. senior year, I'm looking around like, yo, who finna give me these credits? Because I can't get these credits because I didn't take any electives or another math class. So you ultimately can't graduate. I cannot graduate. Or like, yeah. you about to hold me back. Yeah. Oh, so it's like my whole summer is sitting there in school because... I fell asleep on FK math. And a lot of people Quiet, fell like, asleep because those things were way too long for no reason. Yo, like you could be done really and you about have to be 10, to school 15 an hour minutes. early. Yep. Well, see, my standardized testing experience in Georgia, you have to take, like in third grade, you got to take the ITBS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then in fifth grade, you got to take the exit exam, of course. And then in middle school, they started giving you um something. I, I forgot middle school. But it wasn't. What I will say is they didn't scare us about the standardized test throughout the whole school year. Mm-hmm. Because I think Georgia is the um, the state where all, you know, if you fuck up, you keep fucking up, we're going to just pass you anyway. Mm-hmm. Now, I know a Georgia will have, uh, um, I know we get a bad rep for that, but at the same time, it's just like these kids not really that damn dumb when you think about it. Yeah. But I'm, as far as compared to y'all in Florida with that FCAT, nah, I don't they, know about that. Now. They purposely were trying to fail folks so that they could beef up the prison system like in Florida. Like I had a I remember I'll never forget graduation cuz you know you you can't you do you cannot receive a diploma in the state of Florida without passing the FCAT in high school. Period. Right. No ways around it. You can get yeah. a GED, but you cannot actually get a high school diploma without passing the FCAT. And I remember I remember graduation, and I remember, you know, like, you're getting your diplomas and stuff, yeah. and I remember seeing people getting cert- certificate of completions because they had passed the FCAT, and that's when it actually Oh, really they still let me. you walk with your class. Yeah, they let you walk the whole mm-hmm. nine, and they hand you your, just like you get a diploma, they hand you your certificate of completion. <laughs> and, and when you open it up, it's it says that. It says that. General Education Diploma. It says that. And I, I remember to this day seeing that and being like, Oh, they was dead ass. Oh. They okay. was dead ass serious. So like. it, it it circles back around to like how that puts us in a space where no matter where you stand, educationally, financially, yeah, you could get pulled over. Mm-hmm. Black you could get stopped. You could get whatever. Like you're going to get profiled and you can die. Absolutely. And that, it's no, seriously, like, it's just you walk, you don't know what your walk of life is going to be like as a black person in America. Like, it, you know, at first it's men, and then now it's black women, and then it's trans women or trans men, and yep. then it's like you don't have a sense of safety anymore. Like, none of us have, we all have anxiety. 
Like, just how you talk about, like, slavery, like, the the post effects of slavery. Mm-hmm. Like, we were talking about hoarding earlier. Like, now we hoarding anxiety. Like, we fucking driving and a cop pull up. I'm 10 and 2, motherfucker. Like, you, how you going to get my license? Because I'm not moving my hands. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. What, no. the, what is going on? Like, it's always scary, and we have to educate ourselves, but we also have to, on social media, as people, not necessarily, like, I don't consider us personalities, but we have some sort of platform to where it's like we have to stress the importance of keeping yourself safe but knowledgeable. Yeah, I agree. I think that was a good way to round out the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um I definitely, you know, definitely agree with Kayla. You know, it's just important that during these times that us as a people, that we stay educated, that we stay abreast of all the current events, that we're knowledgeable, that when we are, you know, going out to protest and, um, you know, represent ourselves, be smart about it, of course. I mean, even you can guard yourself with as much knowledge and, and protection as you want. There's still being people being harassed and taken advantage of during these times, but we just want to make sure that as a people we're doing our due diligence to make sure that we're doing what we're supposed to do. Um, Can I add? I was going to yeah. add. So I was going to add you two close things. It. Um, so one, if you're going to go to the protest, I always recommend that you take a friend, take a friend, text your folks, let folks, you, you know, where you're going to be at, right? Share your location. So just in case if you're, you know, you're trying to leave because these police are violent. You can go there with all the intentions of not even getting that, or even if you're going for that, like, the police will trap you. They will do all types of things. You might get arrested. Mm-hmm. I've heard even horror stories this week of folks even being killed yes. by the police, right? Yes. So just be sure to sh- share your location and, and, and at least try to take a friend. I believe in the buddy system when you're going to protest. Two, if you don't want to be out in the streets, which I understand too, um, uh, donate. There's a lot of bail funds that get posted. Donate. We need you need folks need you to donate that money because folks are being arrested. The folks that are willing to put their bodies on the line because that's what they're doing. They're putting their bodies on the line, and if they get arrested or something happens to them, we need to have money for them to to bail them out. So mm-hmm. how? Okay, going into that, just like to close us out, also mm-hmm. because people don't know. I definitely don't know. Um, but I definitely posted about a fund today. When you get or when and if you get arrested. What is your next step while you're there so you know how to reach out to these bail funds and people helping you get out? Because some people can't call their parents. And, yeah. like, how, how are you getting in contact? Like, if you ain't got your phone, your phone dead, or, like, you, what is your next step once they have you? Hopefully, if you're getting arrested, if you're getting arrested, that people are around you and they're filming, and you let someone know, like, as you're getting arrested information, like, my name is call such and such, like have a number on file so you can tell somebody that's around you Aww. what is happening to you, right? So they can reach out to your loved ones and things like that so they can post your name. Like they may not be able to reach out to your loved ones, but they can post your name and say such and such has just been taken and they can post it on Twitter and then your family members or your friends can see it and be like, oh, that's what happened to such and such. That's why they ain't answering their phone. That's why we haven't heard from them, right? So my thing is usually in those situations you want to try to give someone who's around you, that's why I always say buddy system, right? So if you're getting arrested, you can tell, give your friend your phone or, like, give them, you know, your information so that they can try to follow up and things like that. Like, I always recommend trying to be in groups of folks so that you're not isolated. Because if you are isolated and you get arrested, there is nothing that nobody can mm-hmm. do. Right? Like, what they can do is when they're going down there to bail out other folks 
and when you're in that cell, you can tell folks like, yeah, I got arrested during the protest, and then that that way they'll they'll bond you out. But yeah, it, it's very difficult to really let folks know what's happening to you if you're not in communication, if mm-hmm. you don't have someone around, if folks don't see what's happening to you. Like something could really, you know, you could be arrested, and no one can know about it. Got it. Thank you for that. Well, yeah, Eli, thank you for you know coming in and you know imparting your knowledge. You know, yes, with politics and everything, I really appreciate us. you coming in and educating the folks on that. So, guys, you know, if you, you know, have anything that you want to add, we definitely appreciate any type of dialogue, any type of feedback regarding Black Lives Matter. You know, all of us are going to be very present um, on social media, on Twitter and all of that um, during, you know, all of this, because this is far from over. Um, so, again, we appreciate all the support. We appreciate the download. We appreciate the subscribing. Again, we definitely, you know, want to send our condolences out to everyone who has lost their lives and, you know, to pro- police brutality and continue to fight the good fight. So, y'all have a good week. Stay prayed up and stay blessed. Oh, well, wait. I'll see y'all, boys. Oh, yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Damn, we got so damn deep in the conversation, oh, yeah. boy. So, this is Jenna's uh, last yep. episode for however long you know because you know she is expecting she has her baby next week i'm having yep we can figure out next week i'll be still listening and stuff of course i'll be still putting my input and we're gonna find a way yeah and jenna Jenna will be coming back (laughs) yeah so malcolm you gotta come back (laughs) you gotta hold out for it you you held us down like i wanted to hear a letter Y'all did we, oh, we, yeah. I told you, but this we, we can't do a letter with this episode. Yes, we can. It's a lot. We just talked about joy. That listen, that that letter brought. Did you watch Insecure? Because we could totally like cut the mic off and, and do it. Insecure. Well, let me in the episode, right then we can do I didn't it. Watch the last episode yet? Oh my! Because right. I was I've been moving. I was moving, and well, I don't have HBO. Let's not. Oh, well, how about the next episode with Malcolm is in my it's, it's, it's back? You come back and y'all do it. All right. If you bought it, bought it. We bought listen, it. I'm yeah, listen, you I can take y'all. my place while I'm on maternity. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, that's, a, lot. that's a lot of responsibility. Lot of, yeah, lot, listen, listen now. That's what she was to feel. I don't hey, know. Look, hey, don't now. Put that no, on me. no we, we definitely got to get you on on a letter because people have been sending them in and we like. Yeah. Yeah. So, y'all, y'all have a good week. Peace. Love y'all. See y'all Next in August. Up. Bye. <laughs>